Welcome to Heart Chats with Jessica, where we are having fun in Jesus. Join us today to hear an encouraging message to help you embrace your place and finish your race with joy and victory. He has called us to be the church. When we look at, you know, the 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 Bible and the early church, there was not a those separating factors of, you know, the Greek church here in Ephesus. We have the Greek church and we have the Roman church and we have the Messianic Jew church. You know, it wasn't any of that kind of stuff. It was the church, the church in Ephesus, the church in Rome, you know, the church in Corinth. It was, it was, you know, a central church that was made up of believers of all different backgrounds who were the church because they had given their life to Jesus and they had become a new creature in Christ. So when we're looking in these times and and what's happening in our world, the world is becoming divisive. You know, I look around and I see people who are outside of the church And there's so much division there. And it's just like we have gone so far into this divisive place where if you don't agree with me, you are the enemy. And, you know, I remember a day when I was in college many years ago. And, um, you know, the college Republicans and the college Democrats were all friends. We maybe didn't agree with each other politically on some topics, but we're all friends at the end of the day. And, you know, we talked and chatted and we didn't treat each other the way I see people like treating each other on social media and stuff. And it's just so disheartening to see that happening in the world. And the problem is that spirit in the world has gotten into the church And we have become divisive. Um, You know, you see people that are choosing to align with uh, beliefs and cultural beliefs that don't align with the word of God. And they are making decisions where they're going to go to church based on those things. But not only that, they are, um, you know, leaving in rebellion or they're leaving in sin and they are putting priority on things that are not of the word of God under the, under the guise of spirituality. And so I think it is so important to us today in this aftermath of what we've seen happening in our country during this season and during this time that we learn to place our focus on the truth of the God of God's word to focus on, you know, loving people in spite of our differences, in spite of our different opinions and views. And yes, yes, at the end of the day, there are heaven or hell issues. There are issues that, you know, You cannot look at the word of God and say, well, I don't agree with this, but I'm going to vote this way. You know, there are those issues that are issues that you can't, you know, look at and say, well, you know, I know God doesn't approve of this, but 
because of this issue, I'm going this way. You know, there are issues that are line in the sand issues. And I'm not, you know, talking about that. But, you know, in spite of those things, even people who go against God's word, you got to love them because it is the love of God that draws people unto repentance. And, you know, it, it talks about they shall know us by our love. And I am seeing so much that is not the love of God happening among believers. Um, the, the bashing people on social media, the calling people out and publicly tagging them, um, you know, so they can bash them and correct them and their spirituality. All those things are not the behavior of people who are walking in the love of God. Hello. <laughs> you know, that's what the world does. The world calls people out and you know, does those things, but that's not who we are. We're not supposed to be doing that. So, you know, as we find ourselves in this aftermath and in this time, I believe that God is calling the church to separate itself, to, you know, come out from among them and be ye separate. The word of God says it's calling. He's calling us to separate ourselves not from the people who need the truth. That's not what I'm talking about. But to separate ourselves from the world in our behaviors and in our appetites and in the things that we put our attention on and our focus on and our energy on. To separate ourselves from those things. To be separate from the world. And so that when people look at us, they see something that's different. Unfortunately, when people look at us, they don't see that sometimes because of the behavior of some people. You know, they don't see us being separate. They see, oh, they're just another religious person. You know, and that's what it is. It's religious. It's more like a tradition, a religious tradition and not a relationship, not a reality. And when you understand God's love for you and God's love for humanity, it should make you act different. You know, when people come after you and they do things to you, it should, if you're operating in the love of God, respond in love, not out of your emotions. And trust me, as a PK, those emotions are real. You see the things people say about your daddy, your mommy, you know, um, whatever it is they say, you see them and you want to respond out of your emotions. I, I've been in this for a while and there have been many a time I've wanted to respond that way. Um, but praise God, we can... We can rely on his grace to empower us to, you know, do what we should do and not respond the way we want to respond. And have I been perfect? No. There have been times I have, you know, blasted someone on um, social media or something. And then I had to delete it later because God dealt with me. You know, those kinds of things. But 
all that to say that's maturing. And, you know, those are things that happen over time. Sometimes when you get tired and you don't spend enough time in the word of God and you're, you know, spirit man's just kind of sleepy <laughs> and so forth. So praise God for forgiveness and praise God we can rise above those things as we mature. Um, you know, so anyway, in this vein, I just want to encourage you what I believe God is saying to the church is for us to rise above these behaviors and these patterns. There's actually, let me see if I can find it. Um, there is actually a verse that goes along that. I did not have it in my notes for today, but I'm going to pull it up real quick. So Romans 12, we're going to be looking at Romans 12 um, verses 1 and 2. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? To surrender yourselves to God, to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Now in verse two, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. So that was passion trans the Passion Translation. Let's look at the Amplified. So it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you to view of all the mercies of God, to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, your rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. Verse two, do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire not partial, entire renewal of your mind by its new ideals and its new attitude so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. I think that's pretty clear. Hallelujah. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and will join us next week as we continue this series on the aftermath. Um, and as we continue to investigate and look at what does the aftermath mean for the church? What does this time mean for us as a body of believers? What are we called to do during this time? I'll give you a clue. We are not called to sit around depressed and distressed, but we are called to live victoriously, full of joy, full of the life of God, and to be touching our country, our world, and our generation with the truth and the 
it is in the gospel that nothing else on this world can compare. Thank you and join us next week. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Be sure to subscribe and check out more episodes for uplifting, timely words, as well as informative interviews with experts in various areas of life and ministry, all with the purpose to help you live a life you love with eternal